Welcome to the Third City Christian Church Podcast. This week's message is Coming Soon, Part 5, Joy of the Second Coming, recorded Sunday, December 26, 2021. If you have a story about how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email to podcast at thirdcityc.org. Now here's Josh with today's message. I am not great at waiting. I don't know if people just naturally are not great at waiting, but I am extraordinary at not being great at waiting. Uh, if you need a little test to wonder if you yourself are good at waiting, uh, how many of you notoriously will burn the roof of your mouth on a piece of pizza? Anyone? Man, I'm telling you, tombstone frozen pizzas, those do not cool near quick enough. Uh, in a similar fashion, a bowl of chili uh, like, you know how like it would make sense that it's like rolling, boiling on your stove, you put it in your bowl, you sit down, and you literally just have to stare at it for 10 minutes. Those are the most grueling 10 minutes of my life. I cannot stand to wait for much of anything. And like, I'm not good at waiting for gifts uh, to be given to me. I'm not good at waiting to give gifts. I'm a notorious early Christmas gift giver, and ironically enough, I made it this year. I didn't give a single gift before yesterday, which is like, it honestly might be the first time for me. When I was younger, I was the kid that all night uh, would lie awake just going, man, I cannot wait for Christmas morning. I can't wait for Christmas morning. My parents had to instill this rule that you're not allowed out of bed until uh, you can see the sun. And I'm telling you that I would convince myself that at 4.30 in the morning in December, I, that's the sun coming up. Like, you know, the, the gray that just had, like, that, but at 4.30 in the morning, there's no way the sun was up. And I would go into my, hey, I, can, can we get up? Can, it was so bad that Easter one year, my brothers, like, strapped me into my bed because I would get up and wake up the entire house well before sunrise. And this has lasted into adulthood. I paid the prices for it yesterday. I couldn't get to sleep Friday night because I was excited. I wasn't even excited about getting gifts. I was excited about giving them. And I was up at 5.15 with a cup of coffee, sitting in a chair on Christmas morning, looking at this, and I'm not kidding you, I found myself looking out the window at the east going, yeah. I think, is that early enough? And like, I just had to distract myself. They got to sleep in till 7.30. I gave them two hours. I thought that was fair. But like, but I paid the price because last night at 6.30, I was like this. Couldn't keep my eyes open. I don't know if any of the rest of you were that way, but I, I find it hard to wait. And I think about when we see people in scripture that God asked to wait for something. We heard uh, Abraham had to wait for a child. Uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth had to wait for a child. I think about Jesus' mother uh, had to wait for Jesus to be born. And I think about the promise that was given to her by the angel of the Lord that said, hey, uh, you're going to carry God's son. He's, he is going to, to save the world. He's going to bring hope and good news. And I could just imagine her having to wait for years, as she watched Jesus grow, as she watched him do all the things that little boys would do, and she had to wait and wonder about timing, as she watched him as a man, and as his ministry started waiting and wondering, going, when is it? Is it going to be now? And, and the whole time, she's just holding on to the promise 
uh, of what the angel of the Lord had said to her. And the same promise that she holds on to is one that I find dear to, to my heart, that I latch on to this truth that God is who he says he is, and God always does what he says that he is going to do. And I can imagine Mary latching on to that truth as she was watching him be crucified and as she watched his body placed in a tomb and she watched the, the rock rolled across into the front that she, I wonder if she struggled in waiting. But I love that God was faithful. He was faithful in that moment. He, he followed through with what he said he was going to do, that he made a way for us to be with him through Jesus. He offered hope. God fulfilled that promise. But there was waiting involved. And here we are in a second season of waiting, biblically speaking, waiting for the second coming of Jesus, waiting for God to fulfill another promise that he made to his followers. And I think about the similarities between, um, between Jesus' first coming and Jesus' second coming, and I think there's some things that we can hold on to. Nobody knew when Jesus was going to be born. They didn't we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Is it going to be today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 10 decades from now, uh, 10 centuries from now? We don't know when. We don't know all of the specific circumstances behind that birth and like, or behind that second coming. They didn't know the circumstances surrounding Jesus' birth. It was surprising to them. Uh, they didn't know that a manger would be involved, that it would be a, a young virgin mother, like all these things that were like surprising to them. And I think about the second coming, and we're going to be surprised in the same way, but there will be all these similarities that it'll, be, it'll mark the arrival of hope. And regardless of how Jesus returns the second time, what I love about what he will bring is that it's following through with the promises of God saying he is who he says he is and he will do what he says that he will do because he promises that death is going to die. It won't exist anymore after Jesus comes back. Sin and all of its impact on us as individuals and our relationships, all of that will be gone. We won't have to deal with the broken relationships. We won't have to deal with the depravity. We won't have to deal with desperation and hopelessness anymore because sin and all of its impact is just going to be gone. And then lastly, we will be made new. We're going to be renewed individually. The creation that we live in is going to be renewed and made whole. And I just look forward to God doing what he says that he is going to do, and that helps in the waiting. I hold tight to this promise that Jesus made to his followers in the book of John. Uh, Jesus was getting to the point that he was getting very frank with them about his crucifixion and that he was going away. And you can imagine the panic on their part going, well, what are we, what are we gonna do? They started asking questions. You could, Jesus could sense that there was this this feel of urgency and this feel of panic that was coming over them. And he had these words to give them that I'm going to read to you. And I want you to hear these words in a little bit of a different manner this morning. Because sometimes we read scripture 
and we read it from a standpoint of, oh, that was Jesus talking to them. I want you to hear this morning that this was Jesus talking to his disciples, his followers. And I want you to hear it as Jesus talking to you as his followers. Jesus talking to you as a man who is who he says he is and will do what he says that he's going to do. In John chapter 14, Jesus says this to us. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. That like makes my, my heartbeat level out again and calm, knowing that when the timing is right, Jesus promises that to me as his follower that he will come and get me so that I can always be where he is at. It's those types of promises, Third City, that, that give me hope going forward. And, and in hearing that promise, I want to talk to you about receiving a gift. Because what I love about Christmas, as I've gotten older, the giving of gifts is honestly the best part, and we talk about that. And around this time of year, we'll hear all kinds of stories of people that do elaborate, generous over-the-top things that, that may not happen the rest of the year, there is something about Christmas that, that prompts the heart to do things like that. And I truly believe that the best gifts that are given are given by people that truly understand how to receive gifts. And we aren't necessarily a great society at receiving gifts because when someone places an elaborate, expensive, well-thought-out gift in our hands, we're overwhelmed and we think to ourselves, you didn't have to do this. Why, why did you do this? I don't deserve this. But it diminishes the gift. So this morning, I want us to learn how to receive a good gift. Because when you receive a gift well, you're recognizing the sacrifice that was involved. And when you receive a gift well, you receive it with joy. You don't receive it with bitterness, regret, shame, or remorse. You receive it with joy. And when you receive a gift well, your heart is connected to the heart of the giver. You can't help but have that happen and when you walked into this room, you know, we have this opportunity on a weekly basis to take communion. And you're going to have an opportunity during this next song to receive a gift when the time is right for you. This gift, the body of Christ, that was broken for you, this gift, the representing the blood of Jesus that was shed to cover sin that you couldn't do a thing about. It was, it's the definition of elaborate, thought out, and sacrificial. And when we take it, we recognize the sacrifice of the giver. It was at Jesus' expense that the gift was given. 
And when we, when we receive this gift the right way, we receive it with joy. You shouldn't receive this gift and feel shame. You shouldn't re- receive this gift and go, I don't deserve this. You should receive this gift and say, oh God, I am so grateful that you thought of me. I am grateful that my life is changed because of you, because of this gift, because these gifts point to the one that was crucified on the cross and died and was buried and was resurrected. You should receive it with joy. And when you receive this gift, your heart is connected to the heart of the giver, which should cause your life to change. So I'm going to pray. We're going to worship together. And when the time is right for you, step into receiving this gift that was offered freely by the best gift giver that has ever lived. Father, thank you, Lord, for seeing our need and stepping into that need joyfully. Jesus, Scripture says that you, with joy, you approached the cross. With joy, you endured a punishment that we deserve. Help us to receive this gift and recognize the sacrifice and receive it with joy. Jesus, help our hearts to be connected, to become more like yours and less like ours. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Third City Christian Church Podcast. Please join us for one of our worship services at 9, 10, 15, or 11.30 a.m. in Grand Island and at 10, 15 a.m. in Broken Bow on Facebook Live and at thirdcityc.online.church each Sunday. For more information about Third City Christian Church, send email to podcast at thirdcityc.org, call us at 308-384-5038, or visit us online at thirdcityc.org.